All right. Hello. I'm so glad to be here, but also just sad this is our last call together. So um, I know that you guys are in the middle of or at some point in making 25K in 30 days. I know that's something you're coaching on in the main group. And that is um, something they want us to coach on today. We can also coach outside of that. There are other things that are coming up, but I just wanted to kind of pin that. So if there's anything specific you want coaching on around that, let's do it. And I would encourage you to um, really kind of think about for today, since I know it's wrapping up, there are a few weeks left. I know some of you are continuing and you'll be here again next time. And some of you aren't. And one thing that I love to do just personally, when I am in masterminds, when I'm in spaces like this is to just really think about like in this one call, how can I get everything I need, right? Like if I could just create, if I could turn this one call into the value of the entire mastermind, how could I do that? Like, what would I need coaching on? How would I show up for the coaching? What would I ask for? All of that. So I would encourage you to do that, not just here, but in the last few calls that you have. So who needs coaching? I know Leona does and would love to go first. And do do you do none of you have a raise hand button? I just tried to raise my hand and it didn't work. It the usual thing that I do doesn't seem to be working. Okay. Well, but I'd I, like to raise my hand. <laughs> I'll also respond to this. So that will be fine. We'll just figure it out. So I know Leona wants to go first and then Kellyanne and then Jasmine anyone else that wants coaching, let's do it. Go for it, Leona. Hello. Hello. So in December was my last open enrollment and my goal was 25 and I enrolled 35 new members. Amazing. And I decided to make an offer on Christmas day as well with one email and I enrolled another five people. So 40 people enrolled then. So this year I have four. I'm uh launching quarterly so I have four open enrollment periods they're all planned in like I feel like it's done I feel really confident I feel certain and now we have the 25k in 30 days challenge and at first I was like well I'm not going to do it because my goal is 100k in my program this year mm -hmm whilst feeling ease and abundance yeah so that's what I wanted to focus on but then part of me was like "Ooh, with that first question what is the simplest thing between where my business is right now and 25k in 30 days so I've made 15k through my subscriptions and payment plans okay so could I make one powerful offer in January and make 10K? And my answer is I could hold a weekender, uh, like a fast track weekender just for my joyful selling members. And so I've I've come up with the idea. I've written it up. I've gone through Stacey's coaching questions. I feel unsure. I just don't know whether I'm going off track. And if the question that you started today's session with, how can I get everything I need in today's session? It is this idea about sticking with the plan that I have. And who am I when I stick with that one offer and really build my program this year versus trying to, and this is what my brain is saying to me, squeeze in another offer to make 25K this month. So I'm, I'm in confusion with it, if I'm honest. Okay. What do you, like when you feel unsure, what are the main thoughts that are creating that? It's not in the plan. Um, but I do think that I'll be bothering them. That's what I think. They'll be annoyed that I'm selling to them again. They're in the program. What more does she want? She's selling to us again. That is the underlying thought that I don't really want to admit to myself. Okay. Yeah, that feels like a, the way you said that came out like a much more powerful thought than just like that. I don't know, like maybe it's not in the plan or I'm not sure. 
that's also an option, right? If you just decide like my growth, and maybe this is a, a question you could answer is like, what do you think is your growth in this, in the 25K? Yeah. Like, what is your biggest growth? If you just really distill it down to like, what's the one thing I could learn from this? Because at, at the end of it, it's not just about making the 25K, right? Yeah, sure. I think my growth is that I would love to feel that I'm not bothering people when I sell to them, if I'm honest. Okay. Because I do have that thought is an underlying, it's like an undercurrent at all times for me. Mm. And if I think about the person, like, who am I when I don't think I'm bothering my people by selling to them? It's going to be so much more powerful and confident and clear but do I achieve that this way I'm not so sure if you knew like if you were the person that knew you weren't bothering them when you sold them how would you feel about just your selling in general what would your thoughts be about your selling Or how maybe would they be different than the way you're thinking about it now? I think I would be more focused on them because when I think I'm bothering them, I'm thinking about myself. So if I think, um, <clears throat> because I don't think I'm bothering them all the time, I enjoy selling, but it's just an, an undercurrent. So mm -hmm. I think if we're talking about fine tuning my selling, mm -hmm. I think it would be a way to fine tune focusing on my clients even more. So if you shift your focus to that, if you take it off the, do I make the 25K? Do I not? Like, do I do this challenge? And you shift your focus to what you just said you would be thinking about, which is thinking about them and what's best for them. Yeah. That comes up for you then around this like extra offer. oh yeah yeah it's pretty clear to me what is it? it it's to focus on the the next enrollment of my next group of people that are going to join in march to give that my 100 percent attention and focus yeah okay and it just feels clear nothing there to clean up you're good yeah i think i would um So the cleaning up would be the letting go of this idea that I've spent a bit of time on and really immersed myself in Stacey's latest teachings about going for something in a short period of time, which really felt quite thrilling to me. Um, so really letting go of that and finding, I guess I don't need to find the thrill in what I'm already doing, but I guess there was part of me that felt really excited and thrilled by this idea of putting something together quite quickly and putting it out there. Like it appealed to part of my nature in how I've been in business. Um, so the cleaning up would be to just maybe put it on the nightstand perhaps, because quite a lot of that idea of this fast track weekend or whatever it was, I think it was me beginning to think about my upscale offer after the program. It was me beginning to think about the mastermind I want to release in 2024. Mm. And yeah. so really just to really place it back on the nightstand and to be okay with that. Like it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like you have your answer. <laughs> I will just tell you, when she started doing this, one of the hardest things for me was one time to say, I'm actually not selling anything right now and just watch everyone else make money while I was just sitting there. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and yeah. for, But I knew because of the way I felt that that was my growth. Right. Right. Because I was like, oh, I could sell. Yeah, I can sell more one-on-one -on -one spots. What's what's like 25 clients? That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I can so do this. I can so make another 10K. 
can I have 10 people at my house? It's going to be fun. We're going to do this. We can go to the pub. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. You're welcome. All right. Who did I say was next? You're just going to have to tell me because I don't remember. Kellyanne, right? Maybe. Did you have your hand up? Did you raise your hand? I only raised my hand. I was testing the button. That's all. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, okay. Who? Someone else did raise their physical hand that I called on. Who was it? Maybe not. Maybe some of you were just testing. You were waving at me, testing the buttons. Okay. Marie, do it. Hi. Okay. This is pretty general, so hopefully it won't be too unwieldy, but all throughout the mastermind, I've been having a hard time um, <laughs> cultivating a sense of what I want my three-year plan to be or what I want my vision going forward to be. Because every time I start to think about that, I find something else in the present that I want to clean up. And in a way, that's been really valuable. Mm -hmm. But, <laughs> or and, I also feel less clear about what my three-year plan might be than I did in August. Okay. I'm curious why when you think about a three-year plan and then you think about like, okay, and there are things to clean up right here. How are they, how is that like affecting, how are they affecting each other? Yeah. Um, so I definitely, so right now I do one-on-one -on -one and I've considered moving to a program um, and I have thoughts that I have to do different things in my one-on-one -on -one business before I can get to a program. Like what? I think I need a different system of organizing my client flow. And I know this is a thought. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. I, for instance, like right now, I kind of like continuously like take people in. I've had the thought that I need to like sell six month packages and get people on like six month things <laughs> and only sell twice a year before I can go to a program. Why? I don't know. I can't remember actually. That's been one of the many things that I've thought I've had to do. And I've honestly lost track of like some of my reasons for why I have to do this, but what may be the the kind of like most important question within all of this is or the most important thoughts that i've had about all of this is like i don't even know if i want to scale anymore i thought i did <laughs> and i thought i had really good reasons for that and now i'm like i don't know okay do you, is that because you, because of all this stuff that you're like, oh, it's just so much I have to clean up over here before I can do that? Or is it like, oh, maybe this was my truth all along and I got distracted by this other stuff? I think it is um, definitely some of the first thing, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of the second thing, but also I think I... I think I used to have kind of a sense of what it would take to go to a program. And now I think that I don't. And so it's like, well, maybe I just don't know what I'm doing. What do you think so has changed from the time when you knew how to do it and now you don't or knew like what it would take and now you don't? Um, I think I absorbed a lot of different messages about scaling like you have to have this many people on your mailing list or you have to have a group first and then you can have a program I think I took a lot of that and probably also some messages that I can't even really identify right now and I was like oh well if all of this is true then I definitely can't do a program so maybe I shouldn't even like think about that anymore okay what if none of it was true what would you do I know for sure that I like the financial implications of scaling. Okay. I know for sure that I would like to be able to make exponentially more money. Did I say that right? Exponentially more money. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for sure that I would like to be able to um, deliver more results to people without having to 
be involved in them in a one-on-one -on -one way. I know for sure that I would like to streamline my business in certain respects and also make more room for other things in my life. But I also really like working with clients one-on-one. -on -one. And I, I've sort of convinced myself that like maybe I can't really effectively deliver what I deliver one-on-one -on -one in a program. Okay. Instead of starting with, so it sounds to me the way you're kind of describing it and talking about it is you're starting with like, here are all the rules, all the things I'm not allowed to do, all the things I have to do before I can get there. Instead of like, what do I know? What do I want to do? And just starting from there and moving forward instead of almost sounds like you're using the three-year plan against yourself. Like when you go to three years, it's like whatever this is over here and now and then you back up and like, okay, now I have to have all of this in a row before I can, or all whatever, you know what I mean? Like all organized before yeah. I can get there. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. What's just your next best step right now? So This, you know, I, I confusion is a choice and uncertainty may be a choice. And I do feel uncertain. I mean, the first thing I thought was like, well, why not? Why not just make a group, a, excuse me, a program thing? Like, why not just do it? Yeah. Why not? Like, huh? Why not? I definitely think that there's like some magical thing that happens to people that like makes them ready to have a program. No. And the, it's like, you know, like a unicorn shows up at your door and tells you like, now it's time you need a, you can like do this now. It's okay. The coaching gods like have decided that you're ready. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone that's experienced that. <laughs> if I did, you don't no. And if I did, I would pay them all the money every time I needed to make a new decision <laughs> or create something new. I will pay money, like put money in that bank to just for the gods to come down and bestow upon me, like my readiness. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. I think it's, it, it it's not just readiness though. It's also like certainty that this is a, what I want to do. And then there's also the, like the, what should I really do piece to it? And I think that there's like some kind of an answer out there. Yeah. But Every what's more important? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. What's more important to me, hopefully, of course, is the what do I want piece of it. Yeah. And I can kind of, I can kind of go in one direction one day and another direction another day. I mean, even in the split second when you asked me that question, I was like, well, I can see it like this and also like that. Okay. I would, I'm, I want to offer an exercise for you and just see if it doesn't land, then you can say, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, and that's fine, but I think it could be useful for you because this, what I'm hearing is you're like, I'm hearing all these things. I'm making them very serious. These are like what I'm not supposed to do. This is what I am supposed to do. Here are all the rules that I don't want to play by. I don't want to do these things, but I've heard like, this is how it has to go. Right. Like all of that, that you're. Yeah bringing in. And I would just be curious if you just put that down for a second, you can pick it back up if you want to. I recommend not, but you could pick up parts of it that you want to keep. Right. But if you could just set that aside for a second and just look at really like, what do I want to do? And, and I know that right now you're like, and I feel uncertain in this moment, but if you could think about, okay, but here are the choices here, are what here's what my brain is offering right now. Here are the choices that I would maybe like to do and just explore them in a way that feels fun. Like if I did this, what could it look like? How would I want it to be? What, you know, how would I approach it? How would I sell it? What would I need? What would I actually need in place before I went down this road? Is there a middle ground? Like, do I have to go from this to this? Right. And just truly like without bringing back any of the rules yet just really exploring it all and seeing just 
like allowing what really comes up for you. Yeah, totally. When I've done a little bit of that, which I have, it's been lovely. And I'm like, oh, this is so wonderful. But then the rules come back in and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't even go there. So I think when, when the rules come back up, when you're like, okay, here's, I can see this, I can explore it. And then when the rules come back up, you could just ask yourself, okay, two things like either how can this, whatever, or maybe actually start with the other one, which would be like, where did this come from? And is it like the truth of the universe? <laughs> the answer is probably no. Or is it like, is there um, guidance in here for me that I, I like want, and I just can't figure out how to you know, kind of fit it in what I want to create and just question that, right? Like, how could it fit in? How am I maybe interpreting it very strictly where it doesn't have to be so strict? And then the second thing you could explore is, um, hold on, I left my brain, but it's coming right back. I know it, I can feel it. Um, oh, like, how is this? this rule, this concept, this, whatever it is, like how it's kind of similar to what I just said, but like, can I interpret it in a way that it's useful? Because if no, then fine, just throw out the rule, who cares? Okay. That's a good start. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Your face was like, mm. no, 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 no. I, I mean, I think all of this is really important. Um, I think clearing out like my sense of the rules, examining the rules and maybe checking them is important. And I think, I, I think that will help me better um, get in touch with like, what do I really want and why do I want it? Yeah. And that's been getting really lost and it's been hard to zero in on that. <clears throat> I think it's really hard when you lose track of that to receive even the learning or the coaching on the moving forward right like when you lose track of this is what i would love to do and this is why like you can have that and say like okay i know this is the way i want to go this is what i want to create and then you can receive coaching in a different way that's like okay i don't have to throw this thing out but let me let me be curious about how this coaching could be true for this situation and I still get to decide if I want to keep it or not keep it. Okay. okay. I can't wait to see what you create because I think it will be amazing. No matter what it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Welcome. Lindsay. Welcome, Whitney. Okay, I'm gonna um just word vomit a bit. Great. Uh, because there's a lot to a lot of components to what I'm trying to work through. Okay. Um, so coming into the mastermind, I made the decision. It's really, um, funny Marie listening to your coaching because I feel like I'm like on the other side of the decision you're contemplating. <laughs> um, I decided to launch a program, mm -hmm. um, and made the commitment at the beginning of August that, that is where I'm going to put my energy and focus. And it shifted my business a lot because I went from high ticket one-on-one -on -one being my primary offer to now a program that's $1,500 and moving into selling that, selling that at scale, which I'm learning is a very different way of doing business. And so which was fine in August when my bank account balances were around 50,000. But now that I am January 11th, I'm about to go into the second launch for this program. I had my first launch in August. Goal was 20, got seven. Mm -hmm. Going into my second launch now, goal is 20 again. Um, but my bank account balances are at 12,000. So difference in the amount of cushion that I have to really, I feel like, go for this shift in my business model. What's been coming up for me is I have not been selling one-on-one -on -one actively. If somebody books a consult with me, I'll take it and I'll take on a one-on-one -on -one client, but releasing my one-on-one -on -one work has felt so good. 
Um, not just because I feel like I get more time to like sit around and eat bonbons, but because like the, the areas that I'm beginning to focus on in my business are requiring more of my time and energy. And I'm really finding a lot of satisfaction in my metrics that aren't necessarily producing revenue right now, but I suspect are going to produce revenue in the future. Like my email list growing, my Instagram growing, my click rates going up, people, more people listening to my podcast. Like just seeing all of that growing is giving me a lot of motivation. But there's this other part of me that's like, yeah, but your bank accounts are at $12,000 and your business costs nine to run every month. So do the math, girlfriend. And here's the thing I can, I can choose to fund, take money from my personal life and fund my business. I can make that decision and I can do that, mm -hmm. which, which wouldn't be a problem. It, and I'll pay it back over time. Um, and it's what I desire to do, but there's a part of me that's like, that's bad business. Like you shouldn't be running so lean in your business you shouldn't be ha having so much fun in your business right now. You shouldn't be enjoying this process so much because you need to be making money and you haven't been doing that. Granted, I am about to go into a launch, which I don't know how it's going to go. It's my second time launching this program and I'm still learning a lot about selling it. And I've been giving myself so much space. Like I said, not space, like sit around and eating bonbons, but like space, like, this isn't pressure. You're just trying shit and seeing what happens. So I think I'm just a little bit uncertain about if what I am doing, if I'm just like driving myself, I'm uncertain if this program is going to take a lot longer than what I suspected to actually start creating the revenue that I need and want it to create. Mm-hmm. And am I, am I being unrealistic in this idea of just like completely letting my one-on-one -on -one go and not prioritizing making money? Um, when I do have a very simple solution for that, but is that the solution that is. Okay. I'm going to cut you off. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> this is what I heard you say. If I remove all like the the weight of each thing and like the drama from it. What I heard you say is I'm learning to sell this offer. I was a little off on how many spots I thought I was going to sell in previous launches. I have spent more money in my business, which means money in my bank account is getting lower. And I have three options of how to replace that money if and when I need it. Yes. Okay. So if that's true, then what would you love to do? There are at least three options. That's, those are just the options that you told me. I don't know if there are any more, but you can figure out how to sell your program and be okay with the low bank account, lower bank account, money going down in the bank account, however you want to say it. You can fund it through personal money, which businesses do all the time. You can sell one-on-one. -on -one. while yeah. figuring it out maybe let's add that on there right yeah i i think my what my immediate response is i don't want to sell one on one because i feel like it is a distraction from where i'm going okay um, that's out so you have two options left okay then i'm just going to do what i'm doing keep selling my program um i'm i put I'm putting everything that I have into it. Um, I'm giving it everything I have and trust that it's going to grow. And then if it doesn't, I'm just going to fund my bank accounts with personal money. Okay. Great. And that's okay. It's all okay. I'm not saying that this is the right choice. I want to be clear for everyone. I'm not like, yes, if your bank account's getting low, like obviously take all your money, put it here. I'm only, I only offer that because you said it, right? <laughs> I just want to be clear about that, that it's like, 
I don't think it's a bad choice. I've done it. Lots of business owners have done it. It's neutral. Truly. You get to decide. And if that's the solution that feels amazing to you, that is what you should do. But what you don't want to do is make that choice and bring all those thoughts with you about like any of it, right? Like instead of just deciding this is my choice, it feels great. This is what I'm doing. Because if you keep saying, if you keep telling yourself like, well, that, that, um, account balance is going down and it's getting lower. And if you're repeating that stuff to yourself, it's going to affect the results that you create in the launch. Yeah. I would say there's been maybe like 10% of that. I've all, I'm honestly surprising myself at how, how little amount of time I'm worrying about that. I think there's a bigger part of me that's worried that I'm not worried. I'm like, you should be, you should, why aren't you worried about this? I'm like, yeah, I'm just not worried. Cause I know, cause I know it's going to work and I got money over here. And I think there's this little thing that's like, you are not really looking at what's going on here. And I think it's just actually caring for that voice. Um, the only thing that I am a bit nervous about is that it's that it that it's going to take a lot longer to grow this program than what I had initially anticipated. I am a little bit nervous about that. Okay. My favorite solution for that is to just make a plan and like put it in the box and put it on the shelf. Can you be more specific with what that, what you mean by that? Yeah. So for example, if I, I'm just going to like make this up, right? If I'm selling my program next, next week, like my launch is next week and I know my bank account is this. And I know, but if like three weeks from now, if I sell zero spots that it's going to be negative, I have to have money to run my business. This is where I'm going to get the money. This is how I'm going to do it. Like just make a plan. Right. Then I don't think about it again until I need it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like, at what point would you take one-on-one -on -one clients? At what point would you bring in extra money, get a loan, whatever it is that you need to do, right? Yeah. Make that plan, but then don't rely on it, right? Like yeah. here's the plan. And this is just how I handle it. Cause it just really helps my anxiety of just like, okay, I don't need to worry about that. There's the plan. It's on the shelf. Now I'm going to move forward full force. Yep. That feels good. And I think I'll just decide how much money I want to give myself, but I just really, I'm like, this is just not going to be a problem. So it's okay. That's yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to learn how to sell something. Right. I think that's the piece yeah. for, for all of us to remember. Like it doesn't mean anything that you didn't hit the number. Like when you, when you picked the goal of like, this is how many I'm going to sell in the first launch, it was just made up. Right. It was like, maybe this number. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm good. Okay. Geraldine. Hello. Hello. That was so helpful. Thank you. Good. Um, <clears throat> all right. So similar, um, similar story to Whitney. Um, and I'm in the middle of my second launch and, um, <laughs> so, okay. Long story short, get your lobster bib on so I can word vomit for a minute. Um, so five people in my, so I've, I've my second launch and I have about 10 people to just to stay out of the de details and make it simple. Um, and then I've picked up, I've uh, picked up some one-on-one -on -one clients because my bank account balance was a little lower than I want it to be. And I don't like leaking energy to there's not enough money in your bank account kind of okay. thing. And I was like, I love one-on-one -on -one clients. I'm going to pick up two. So I did. And that's been awesome. Okay. Um, and I'll, but I do feel like, a I, I have a thought about like, I'm backsliding, but I can ignore that thought. Um, and then I, uh, so in my, I have my mastermind, which is down to 40 hours. And then the progression is down to 25 hours and I have one person in it. And then I have it turns out that my clients who are CPAs with staffs like the idea, love the idea of getting coaching for their staff members. So I'm building out totally, well, um, so I'm building out um, a program so that their staff can get coached by my team of coaches. And basically I just double the price and do no work for it, except for get it set up. Um, 
And I'm also in the middle of writing a book and hopefully that's going to come out in February. So now I have five like main things on my plate, two of three of which are like brand new babies. Like I'm just having triplets and my thoughts are, um, this feels like a heavy load. I keep trying to work less. These things are so good. I want to do these. I tend to take on too much. I always take out like, why do I take on more than I can possibly do? I feel scared, overwhelmed. And like, I want to wriggle out of something, but I, I like, I, this is a pattern in my life that I take on like 25 or 50% more than I can handle. And I always figure out a way to make it work, but I stress myself out in the process and like miss out on other things in my life that I would also like to be doing. Um, why so, do you take I mean, that too much when you know it's too much? <laughs> it's such a good question. Because what do I take? Ooh, ooh, this one feels so icky because I have no choice. Um, oh God, that feels like a I'm gonna be sick. I have to do it. I, yeah, I don't have any choice. This is just what needs doing. Why do you have to do it? Um my clients want it. And it's good for my business. And I can totally, I can legitimately, uh, I could totally see how these things will set me up so well in the future. Is it good um, for your well, business when you're overworked? Uh, it's good for the revenue in my business. It's not good for me. I would actually question that. Hmm. Tell me. No, you tell me. How could it not be good for the revenue? Let's just explore it. If that were true, how could oh. it be? How could it, uh, how could taking on too many things, how is it possible that that's not good for my revenue? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's totally not good for my revenue. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just try to tell me it was? Because, because my mind believes that, um, selling, I have, like, I have these things to sell and the margins on the staff mindset coaching are like, they're crazy, mm -hmm. crazy good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe if I can, you know, my, my lizard brain believes that if I can scale that up and whatever, that's really good for me. Um, but what I know to be true is when I do fewer things, I have time to do them better. And that's actually better for me and for the business. Mm -hmm. Also, you coach your clients on working less, right? I know, <laughs> I know, which is why I'm the perfect person to coach them. Yes. Yes. But here's one thing I think, uh, two things. One thing is important to see that those things could all be great, right? We're not going to yeah. like argue that they're not good. It's not like, oh, yep. these are bad. Like don't do them. They might all be great. I'm just not sure if they're all great at the same time. Yes, that is exactly it. They're not all great at the same time. So part of the question in here for myself was what can I put last? Um, what can I put last for sure is the book. Um, and I also like, I get into overwhelmed state and what I don't do when I'm in overwhelmed state is actually measure and think through how long are these things actually, yeah. and see if they fit in my calendar. I just like drop into a state of panic and then spin out. And I pretend as if I can't do it and I don't decide, I don't observe or whatever measure factually if I can or can't like, and I tell this to my clients all the time. <laughs> I'm always like, you guys, you don't plan out your capacity. You have no idea how many tax returns you can do in a season. You don't do the math. They take an hour and a half on average. Like, why are you not doing the math about how many you could take on? And here I am. You know not, what else you do that you, probably, you might not be on to? Tell me. You lie to yourself a lot, but you like really convince yourself that the lies are true. I want you okay. to go back and watch this replay yeah. and see how you told me. Well, like, but that's not going to take that. That doesn't take any time. I almost stopped you to say like, well, hold on. This is, you're like lying about this. It's definitely going to take time. Yes. But then you got to the next thing and you're like, but that's, that one's easy. Like I could pretty much just like do that. And then, right. So it's like, you tell me the thing and then you tell me why it's, this is easy. Yes, this part's fine. If you're doing it to me, I'm positive. It's that's what's playing in your head. So I totally believe you. Um, am I? And I, I I will watch the video. Is it that I is it that I tell myself these things won't take a lot of time, but in fact they will? Or is it that I tell myself that they're gonna take a lot of time? Like I can't do all these things, but in fact, actually they may not take as much time as I think they will, or who knows? 
I mean, it seems to me like it's the first one, but you tell me. I've lost myself is the first one that they're. That you're telling yourself they're not going to take a lot of time, but they do take more will. time and attention than you think they will. Yes. Like writing well, a book is not like, ah, I could like do that in my sleep. I could knock that out on a Saturday. Yeah. The book is being written by someone else being, I have a ghostwriter and a, um, a copy editor. Mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's going to take review and book cover and artwork and, you know, blurbs and all these things. Uh-huh. And um, email and, then you and meetings go, and all Yeah, totally. Yep. And then you got to go promote it. You can't just stick it out there and hope people are going to fall in, uh, fall upon it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So number one, stop lying to myself about how long things take. I think that would be good. <laughs> so good. It's like, or just exactly. even like the slowing down for a second and yeah. saying, okay, let's be like really honest and clear about this. How much yeah. of my time is this going to take? Do I have that time to give right now? Is it where I want to put my time? Yep. Okay. Because in my life, I just shoehorn it in and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. This feels a little bit like one of those, I'm sure you've heard this before, where it's like the thing that has worked up till this point is like the thing you have to break oh, to, totally. to move forward. So this yeah. is probably your specialty. <laughs> yeah. Or just I knock know. shit out of the park. I get it done. No problem. Yep. Move on. Next thing. Next. Bring it all. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. And I say to my clients, not only is what got you here won't get you there, but what got you here is the very thing that's in the way of you getting there. Yes. Okay. Which is me just like shoehorning all the time. Yeah. I think there's a lot of magic in that for you. If you can really see like, where am I doing? What are all the places I'm doing this in my <laughs> business currently? And giving yourself credit for like, because I'm really yeah. good at it. Like, this is what I do. And yeah. yeah, how is it really in the way for me moving to where I want to go? Okay. Awesome. All right. Oh, I feel so like, (laughs) thank you. All right. Deep breaths. You've got this. Hala. Hello. Hi. Did Uh, I say your name right? I haven't said it in a long time. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to apologize. Um, the gardener decided just to start right now and my dog, um, wants to protect me from the gardener. So if they bark, I apologize. Um, um, okay. So I have, so the reason why I joined 200 K is that I had, um, I have this like history, like patterns in my life that like, I get an idea. It's very spontaneous. I'm like, that's a great idea. And then I jump all in without really thinking it through. And usually I'm successful. So this has really been, um, <laughs> like worked right until I become super overwhelmed and then basically want to throw it all away. And then question why I did it in the first place. It wasn't very well thought out. Right. So yeah. same thing happened with my coaching business. Okay. Um, and then I was going to throw it all away. And I was like, no, I coaching's too impactful. I, I love it. Um, I think I just need to grow it in a more mature CEO way with a plan and a foundation and strategy. And that's how I entered 200 K and I have loved this round so much. It's done so much for me, even outside of my business of coaching, just the way I think about my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just wh- why I want to talk about this. I've been thinking for a while about starting a podcast and, um, I, I have decided I want to do it. I, like I've thought about it for a long time. My, my initial, um, hesitations to doing it used to be like more like, who's going to listen to it? Is it going to be valuable? Are people going to make fun of me? Blah, blah. I'm over all of that. Um, my intentions I feel are so pure, um, and I know my three essentials that I want to get out of the podcast as far as like putting that value out there. But one of the essentials is to grow my audience. Um, right now, my audience is mainly doctors. And um, and I love that. And I love serving physicians. But my new container <laughs> is 1% Women's Club. And I I envision it being a lot of different industries where women can network and not feel so isolated. And I feel like it's, it's like the key to like unleashing, like our massive, like army against the patriarchy. I think it's gonna be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking that this might be a really good way. Um, there's many reasons why I think podcasts would be good for me, but one of them is like maybe getting my name out there beyond physicians. Um, 
And okay, then, I have a question. Yeah. Instead of selling me on it, I want you to tell me what you need coaching on. Yeah. So that's exactly where I'm at now. So I just don't have the belief. Like if I didn't do it on social media, how am I, what the podcast is just another circumstance mm -hmm. and I don't know how to prepare for it. And I've never, um, I've, first of all, I, I recently in the last maybe two years become a pod a consuming information by podcast. I think before that's why I never really did it before because I didn't consume it that way. But the way I, like, I even thought to myself, like, how did I find the podcast that I, I mean, cause I don't, I don't listen to other doctors podcasts often. I mean, I have listened to episodes that people tell me are good, but like the ones that I seek out are like by title or by someone telling me about it, but I just don't have that belief that I'm going to grow that way. Okay. I don't know. So part, part of me doesn't like, I think like I'm and now because I'm scared of that, like I'm delaying, like I had set up like some, um, dates for like different parts of the podcast creation. And I've ignored them on my schedule because maybe in my brain, I don't see, I see a lot of ROI in doing the podcast, but not that part. And so part of me is like, oh my gosh, am I just creating something another avenue to try to get into other ears or other eyes that i if i haven't learned it on on facebook or instagram what makes me think it's going to be different now or maybe i'm just going to be the kind of person that never breaks into other industries how do people find your any content you have now like is it do you have like mm -hmm. an email list or a yeah. Um, well, I've never like really asked them, but for most of the people that sign up to me with me and have, um, or consults, usually they're Not like, like oh, where do they come from? But like, how do you talk to any, like, how does anyone know that you're a coach? How do you oh, talk to them? How do they? Okay. Yeah. Mainly like I post on Facebook's my main platform. So I post a lot on Facebook. Um, I've done like, I've been a guest on other people's podcasts too. Like they've asked me because I have a large audience on Facebook well, and they might be Wait, hold on. I thought you said you don't know how to do Facebook. No, I do know how to do Facebook, but I, um, all, my followers on Facebook are all doctors. So I don't know how to do Facebook. Like, like I haven't been able to like create like okay. a, a audience of lawyers or like engineers or like, I, I have had like one or two people reach out, but it's not like, like my next round, I did some pre-enrollment for my next round for 1% women's club. And I have one lawyer mm -hmm. and I asked her, I was like, how do you know me? And her like she knows me through her um her family like basically we're, we're the same culture and okay. that's how she, she knows me so how did you figure out how to create what you have now like how to create people consuming any content anywhere i fulfilled a need that i needed and i guess a lot of other people needed it too because i'm not a unicorn and but how do they find out about you? People having value in what I have had to offer or create and then them telling their friends and them telling their friends. Um, so yeah, but I just, I haven't had like the friends telling friends, telling friends being outside of doctors. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm not sure, like, like I've tried things I have tried just so like. Why is it a problem if it's doctors to start with? it's not, it's not, it's not a problem. I mean, I love serving doctors, but like, for example, one of the things that I'm worried about in community building is like, say I have a group coaching program and like say 90% are doctors and you have like 1% that are lawyers. I want it to be a little bit more diverse, you know, like I'm not going to turn away doctors just because there's lack of lawyers, but like, I think that feeling lonely and feeling isolated is such a like, it's such a pain point for people that I coach. Hmm. And a lot of times people, the doctors, what they bring to the call, especially because I'm a doctor too, is that they'll start to speak in like medical jargon. And I'm practicing as a coach, not revert, not reciprocating that, you know? So um, let's say that you picked up your CEO hat and you put it on the one you were talking about at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. solved for this and solve for it okay sorry I didn't hear what you said um what would that look like mm, 
I mean, I feel like that's what I've been trying to do <laughs> and I'm not successful at it. Um, at least I haven't seen signs of success of it. Yeah. I'm interjecting. I was going to say, Melissa has some thoughts. I just noticed. Uh, I'm on my fucking deathbed. My left ear is draining. My left eye is disgusting. But Hala, this is bullshit. Oh. How long did it take you to grow PMG to 70,000 plus people? Um, I mean, well, I mean, eight years, but from like, say like zero to 20,000 was like five months, you know? Okay. And how long have you allowed yourself to build this 1% group before you're telling yourself that you don't know how to do it? Um, no, yes. I have only started building since September or August when we started. Um, I think I was more like I knew I thought, or I thought I knew that more people follow me, like on my personal Facebook, I thought more people follow me than just doctors, because I have seen people comment that are not doctors. And then the doctors get all freaked out. They're like, oh, why are there non-doctors? Like, because they think it's a private group, you know? So I see that often. So I think I was like, maybe hopeful that when I created like coaching that more non-doctors would also reach out to me like like that would be an opportunity for them to work with me because they they're not invited into pmg you know so so then i was like well of course like why would non-doctors follow me if i wasn't speaking to them so now i feel like i'm speaking more generally but maybe i'm speaking too generally where i'm speaking to nobody <laughs> or i don't know i don't i don't know i feel like i'm doing something wrong and I haven't figured out what I'm doing wrong to fix it, to make sure that my podcast is like super successful and sustainable where I'm not going to like lose. Well, I don't think I'm going to lose interest, even if I don't have lawyers or whatever following me. I don't think that, but that's part of my essentials. Like I want to broaden my audience beyond physicians as well. I don't know. And how long are you going to give yourself to do that? I haven't put my, I haven't put like a time period. Um, obviously I haven't even, I haven't even put out my first episode, so I haven't even started. I think just in my brain, like, I think where this is coming up is that like thinking about like, well, how am I going to advertise my podcast? And initially I was like, well, why do I need to advertise? I'll just put it out there. And if organically people find it, and I guess that's an option but I don't think it's a smart option. I've told myself like who creates something and then doesn't talk about it. Kind of what, like, I think um, Geraldine was just mentioning like, well, if I'm going to write a book, I'm going to have to, you know, advertise it. I'm going to, you know, like just like the idea you're going to create something and you want to tell people about it. So why wouldn't you just put it out on your personal page where you have these one percenters following you who are all walks of life. And, and of course, we're never going to put it out from the thought, I don't know what I'm doing, or this isn't going to be successful, or like, that's going to stink up the energy of the whole thing. No, I agree. And that is my plan to put it on social media. Like the other thing I was thinking about was like ads, but I have a very like strong aversion to ads. Like I, like, I don't want, I want to grow up more organically. I, and I, I guess we could say ads are organic, but in my brain, I'm not putting that in the same category, but I, my thoughts are Melissa that I'm going to put it on my social media page mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure there's going to be a percentage of people who will listen and that's awesome. But I don't think that any of that percentage, like my brain is like, I just don't think they're going to, I think it's going to all be doctors, which again, I'll be grateful for. Oh but I would love to also reach non-physicians. And then I don't even know how to measure that. Like even like, how would I even know really? Like you won't hold on. That's you the can't measure thing. that. You won't know. And I don't know why any of this is a problem. Like if, if you, and I don't mean it in a like dismissive, like this isn't a problem. Don't think about it. But truly from a person who has a successful podcast, who has done all the things that you're talking about, who my thought in the very beginning was like, the only people that are going to listen to this are like the people that are already in these coaching circles that I'm in. 100% not true. How has it happened? I have no idea, but I just keep going, keep telling everyone. I keep making amazing episodes. And I just wonder what the difference would be if you solved for it versus having drama about it, right? Like I'm not going to put it out there because I'm afraid already that it's going to be all doctors who listen. That's like one direction you could go. 
or I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to come up with a hundred ways to tell everyone that's not a physician, but also all the physicians are going to listen. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. No, it is the same thought, like what you're describing, like, okay, the only people in my coaching circle will listen. It's just, it's exactly the same. Like, it's not going to go beyond my circle that I have now, which is great, but like, I would love to grow my audience. And I think I've just, I haven't challenged myself like that in a long time. And I'm telling myself like, it's, not true. And the reason why I'm making it a problem, I think for myself is I'm like, well, then why put out, if I'm not going to grow, like, why would I put all this effort into that? Which I do have an answer for, but I don't know if I, that answer is enough for me, you know? Okay. Here's what I want to leave you with is okay. this is your homework is mm -hmm. to think about like, how do I problem solve for this in a way that like that what's, whatever's going to happen in the beginning is like not a problem at all. And how do I call in all these people that I want to call in? Yeah. And then the second question is, which kind of going along with uh, what Melissa was asking you, how long are you willing to wait to see results? Whatever the results are that you're going to get from the podcast, like how long are you willing to wait? My suggestion would be a year. I was going to, I was about to ask you, I started listening <laughs> to the podcast. I started binge watching it. Um, I'm listening to it. Um, a couple of weeks ago. And it's so good. Thank you for putting all of those thoughts out there. It's really, really good. You're welcome. And yeah. I truly like that is when people ask me like, what's, what's like the number one, they get so mad. What's the number one thought that you had going into your podcast? I'm willing for it to take a year before seeing any return. Mm -hmm. It didn't, which was so fun and surprising and shocking and amazing, mm -hmm. but I was willing to do it. Yeah. Truly, like if my mom is the only one that listens for a whole year, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my thoughts are, I feel like I've outgrown like writing posts. Like I want to say so much more than can fit into a post or like a 60 second TikTok video or something like that. Um, and honestly, you don't have to sell me on why it's a good idea. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea, especially yeah. for someone. If you're a person who doesn't just like love being on social media all the time, which was me. So I don't think it's a bad idea, but you, I highly encourage you to answer those questions and to really look into those two things before you start it. Okay. So how do I call the people in? How long am I willing to wait? And how will I know that they're there? Yeah. Or maybe I don't know. And then we be okay with that. Yeah. Like okay. over time, you'll see results that you're like, oh, this is so fun. Like people are coming in that aren't, aren't physicians, right? Coming into your programs to wherever, like paying you money to work with you. And they'll be like, oh, I found your podcast. So eventually you will know, but these, a podcast is not immediately measurable results for sure. Yeah. I think that's what I'm actually just uncovering right now. I'm thinking I'm going to put it out and then I'm going to see the, re the return on like my next launch after that. Like, and then being scared what about the possible feelings that someone that's not a physician being in my group might have or might not have. Like, I think there's a lot of problems I'm trying to solve for that are not even true or here yet yes okay thank you melissa and thank you lindsay i appreciate it you're welcome, welcome. they're thinking thank god i'm not a fucking physician thank god what i'm not a fucking physician <laughs> that's wait, what wait. the other people are thinking that are in the group yes like thank oh. god i didn't have the problems that these people do <laughs> okay desi like, let's do it really quick desi really quick let's go okay well, I feel like mine's kind of a continuation or, but with like a divergent path of Whitney. Okay. So, um, I wrapped up my last launch and I sold 12 spots and I wanted to sell 30. Mm -hmm. And this is the second launch that I've done at this new price and new length. And it sounds like I need to make some decisions for myself. I'm clear on that about like money going forward, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and my brain is really continuing to like loop on it being the price that the reason my results have not been as good as they were in the past at a like lower price. Okay. And like the, the, the thought is that I've like shot myself in the foot kind of, um, which feels horrible. I know not a good thought, but it's it, there's like a lot of regret and like self-blaming happening around 
around that and also like fear kind of what Whitney was talking about was like well maybe it's going to take me a really long time to figure out how to sell it at this price or maybe I'll never figure out how to sell it at this price and then like you know what are the consequences of that and how much time are you spending thinking about that versus thinking about how to sell it um it's disproportionate for sure um it feels like I I like constantly am trying to put it like put it to rest and it's just it keeps it's like whack-a-mole this thought um do you want to just change your price the thing is I don't want to change my price okay so I think that is really important to see because you could say like yeah I do I just want to go back to the old price great do it yeah and I I guess there's part of me that thinks that's um that it'd be like foolish to change the price because it's like I don't even there's a part of me that knows that like it could have nothing to do with the price and okay. then I'd be selling it at a price that I don't want to sell it at and like could still have the same results so right now you're telling yourself it's impossible to sell it at this price because it's too much but also there's no way I'm doing this price because it's foolish yeah I don't like any of my options really that I've given myself is there another option I mean the I could like pick a price in the middle I could just keep working on really like being committed to the price that I have and like sell other coaching that's not this offer to make up for the price or like make up for the income difference. What do you want to do? What's definitely not going to work is telling yourself all these options are terrible. I hate them. I know. I know. And I, I keep going there. Um, and I'm like frustrating myself with it almost. So I guess, yeah, I don't, I guess I just need to decide what to do, what I want to do. And the problem is that I want to be certain that what I want to do will work. Hmm. Okay. Or like produce desired results. And I have no certainty around that. Yeah. You're trying to do it backwards, right? You're like, when I get the results, then I'll know, then I can move forward knowing that this was the best choice. Mm -hmm. Instead of making the choice, deciding it's the best choice, and then moving forward. Uh, maybe I just need to come back to I really like the reason why reasons why I changed the price and the length of the program and so maybe I just need to keep coming back to that even if it feels like I'm I don't know what that expression is like <laughs> but repeatedly like I don't literally, know like, literally like beating yourself up with it yeah yeah because I know, because we've talked about this, it's like you have like a paddle on your desk and like every time something is wrong, you're like, it's the price. I know. And I, yeah, I like, I'm really trying to drop it and it's not dropping and maybe that's like not a problem. Maybe it's just gonna take longer to drop it than I want it to. Or you could consider, what if I just, dropped it uh, here's the thing is like what's what is the fear of dropping it I think that I'm just like wandering blindly into the future of my business with no like clear plan to like hit my income goals and stuff like that 
that's the fear of like dropping these thoughts about the price. Yeah. Like, uh, it feels like giving up on solving the problem. But if it's not a problem, then there's no problem. Like if the price isn't the problem, then there's not a problem there to solve. Yeah. Yeah. Like truly that's true, right? Like if the price, if you decide the price is not a problem, then you don't have to spend any time thinking about it because there is no problem there to solve. Mm -hmm. what are there any other fears that come up when you think about just like letting go of this then it goes to fear about my abilities like that I'm not able to communicate the value of the offer in relation to the price no not the price that's dropped, remember? Not the value in relation to the price because the price is high. It's the just the value. I guess the way I'm interpreting that is my clients would be happy to pay that price if I could communicate the value, that the value is there or that the value is equal to the like dollar amount. What I'm offering is that it's just the value of the program in general, like focusing on that will be so different for your brain than like, what's the value for the price, which is a really weird, uh, not weird, a really uh, like different way to think about it. Mm -hmm. That's like every once in a while I'll get an email that's like, but when I break this down hourly, it's dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, I, what? No, that's not what I, I don't even know what that means. We're not doing that here. Here's the value. This is what you get. You can, you want it or you don't either is great mm -hmm. yeah okay so I think I just need to keep redirecting my brain to this is the value of the program over and over again well and in a productive way and I do want to end the call I'm probably gonna yeah. get kicked off any second no yeah I know what's happening um, but just in a productive way, that's like, what's the value? How do I tell them the value? Not like, okay, I just have to keep telling them the value or like explain the value for the price or, you know, whatever, like not a punishment, just like, how yeah. do I convey the results they're going to create when they hire me? Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I will not see you all again. I'm so thrilled that I got to be a breakout room instructor and I hopefully will see all of you at some point in person or somewhere in the world. Um, and that's it. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you.